I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Looking for a great place to start your career? Start with the city of Norfolk, Virginia. You'll earn competitive pay, outstanding benefits, and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Start your career today at norfolk.gov slash coastal VA jobs. Restrictions apply. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Right now. my favorite part of the show when I talk during the music bit. <laughs> the time has come to talk over the music. <laughs> you know, somebody's like, you idiots. <laughs> How big is the show? I just want to hear the song. going on everybody and welcome to another edition of corner to corner wrestling radio that's right the c2c radio show is in the house it's sunday night that's where we're at it's myself stan grub my co-host my tag team partner brian taylor what's up what's up how you doing big man oh uh, i'm doing all right so we should make it uh, known though that it is father's day and we don't uh make anybody show up if they if they're out doing their doing the family thing so rob won't be here tonight that's right rob's hanging we're gonna give him a big old kids boo orange though boo, boo orange <laughs> well hey at least he finally told us what his favorite collectible was it's only been two months yes but we still haven't gotten a picture i'm i'm a little behind remiss on that myself can we but. can we get him to take a polaroid do you think he still has one of those <laughs> <laughs> Great digital quality. <laughs> As you're hearing, we're we're talking about uh, you know updates to the website, and and I've been telling Rob, telling Brian. Brian's been of course sharing with all of us the awesomeness that is his pro wrestling tees crates, and I've and, gone to both. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was gonna make sure, make sure you hashtag it. We did mention them, so uh, we we put this out on Twitter. Make we sure have hashtag. Every single time we make sure that we keep them apprised because, I mean, frankly, they want to know. And I think what we're heading towards, and Brian, you'll probably agree with me on this, slowly but surely we're heading towards unboxing. Yes. Well, so I have the I have the 
I have the uh, shipping notice okay. saying that it'll be here soon. Mm-hmm. I think once we get out of this darkness that is COVID, um, I think we can probably arrange that. An actual video, video, video for the French. Video. Lay, lay video, <laughs> or, you know, for the French. We got to ask Jared. But, uh, he knows how. Yeah, I, you know, I, we've talked about it before. Uh, I'm a little camera shy, you know, so. What? You're the hottest commodity it, in UCW. You stop that. Well, I, I know this, but, you know, sometimes. <laughs> you just don't want to brag. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's best to control control the puppets from behind the stage. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. <laughs> <laughs> Dance, my puppets. Dance. <laughs> So, Brian, I don't know if you've seen social media. It's a cesspool of disaster and horrible news lately. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about a lot of things because there's so much has gone on since we last got together. Um, there's the hashtag speaking out. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Dynamite. We'll talk, well, I don't know if we'll talk about NXT because i got to tell you, haven't really been engaged with watching it. I like Keith Lee. I like Keith Lee, don't get me wrong. And I like Finn Balor, and I like Adam Cole. Bang, bang. It's not going to change. But it's kind of hard to not be tuned in 100% when it comes to AEW because they're doing it right. And we're going to talk about why. Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about the greatest wrestling match ever. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Okay, okay. <laughs> We'll talk about what may have been a great attempt at WWE at trolling the WWE universe that ultimately didn't come up extremely short, but I don't know that I'd call it greatest ever, but that's just, that's all a matter of opinion. But kind of getting back on topic with what we were talking about, we've been trying to expand with just our fandom, right? So uh, Brian, of course, like I said, showing his pro wrestling tees collection, and I think Brian, to your point, we should schedule our first official getting together again post-COVID as the unboxing. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know when that's going to be, <laughs> but right, uh, you know, sure, why not? Well, supposedly, it depends on who you ask in the government. <laughs> we're, we're heading to phase three. Uh, well, I think that it all depends on the numbers. So I can see, I can see them being like, pump the brakes, no stage three, go back to one. And, you know. Yep. It's, it's, uh, you know, it all depends on who you ask. I mean, of course, it's depending on who you ask. Hey, if you don't test, you don't have any more positive cases. <clears throat> so I'll put that out there. Uh, yeah, but uh, again, I, I think I think the numbers are are there, but I don't think everybody should have been lumped in the same stupid category. I agree, and the the numbers would be a whole lot different, I'm sure. So, uh, because it, you know it, it was just like the death, so it's it's widely known. It's been talked about that you could go in the hospital for a heart condition, have COVID die from the heart condition, but you actually 
on your death report died from COVID. Well, that's how it gets reported. And your number goes into the big old, you know, number. And, but you didn't die from COVID. You died from a heart condition. But it's rural COVID. So, you know, right. I think the numbers are quite a bit off, but what can you do? I'm, I'm a small, I'm a small guy. You know, I'm a small, small potato, small potato. Although if anybody, any presidential candidate needs like the average Joe on their campaign, uh, hook me up, hit me up either side. I don't care. Let's go to Washington together. Hey, at this, at this rate, does it even matter what party anymore? It's just different puppets, same strings. <laughs> oh, and there's no, there's no doubt. I could pull both of their strings. I mean, think about it. I mean, realistically, if you got enough money, not to delve too far in the rabbit hole, that's rule number one. We try to avoid it. We're pretty good about it, I think. We've done pretty good avoiding rule number one. Yeah, we've done. We've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard not to at least touch on it, though, with COVID, because of the way things are. It's just so crazy. Um, but as it stands, yeah, we're, we're hoping to see, quote unquote, phase three. I don't fully understand all these phases and things, but. You know, uh, one thing that I did enjoy from the last time we got together, Brian, and I think we may explore this going forward, at least when we were last did the show, was the video aspect. I got to see my buddies, man. It was kind of cool to see you guys. Does that sound too, like, mushy? Is that too mushy for a wrestling show? Yeah, that's that's mushy. A little mushy. That's mushy. All right, well, it was still Yeah, cool. I mean, whatever. you need, you need to, um, like, buff, buff your baldness a little. There was too much glare. Just, I, I'm just throwing it out there. I'll wear a ball um, cap from now on. Oh, yeah, that's better. That's better. <laughs> I, I, you know, again, so, you know, I got, I, you know, sometimes makeup people, you know, they come fresh me up for the shows, mm-hmm. you know, when you got, when you got, you know, when you're a star, you get that stuff. You know, I know you're not used to it. I, but, I was told that there is a blotting pad that I can get that will help reduce yes. that. Literally, I was told yes, that you, through school. Yes, you should you should powder that thing. They, they were, <laughs> it's a deadly weapon. <laughs> I, I did a, uh, a a faux Hall of Fame acceptance speech for uh, Full Sail, and seriously, one of the pieces of feedback for my rehearsal was, you may want to look into some makeup for your head. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Right now, really? <laughs> It's supposed to be off-the-face speech. I should be able to shine as bright as I want to. If I want well, to paint my you shine too much. with neon paint, I'm going to paint it with neon paint. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm used to it. Same <laughs> as it ever was. Not uh, that it matters anyway. <laughs> exactly. Um, All right, so before we – because I'm sure we're going to go right to this pretty quick, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to take up a lot of time when we get to this subject of social media. Indeed, sir. But – What what about the Undertaker saying that AJ Styles was the last one? You know, you need to get out of my head because I literally just saw a poll – Posted over at the Smart to Death podcast uh, Facebook page, that actually intrigued me. So I was actually going to start with that. So how'd you do that? First off, secondly, get out of my phone. 
Dance, my puppets. Dance. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think we've talked about it a lot as far as The Undertaker's contributions to the to the wrestling world. Um, there's no question at all that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame the very moment he announces that he's truly done. And apparently after after his last ride documentary concluded, or as his last episode aired, essentially it was stated, hey, I've got nothing else to prove. I'm done. As much as we've talked about it, though, you think he's really, really done? I can only, I can only hope. And, and, and nothing more than, like, not that I don't think he could do a few more. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there comes a point in time where you're, what, what once was is not the same. And I'm not talking like the, you know, your full on schedule. I'm talking mm-hmm. kind of like Ric Flair and Hogan and, you know, Austin and, you know, you know some of these other ones that, okay, they, it's time to, 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 to put the specialty act up, right? Because right. I don't like the specialty act. I, I really don't. To me, it does nothing for you. It doesn't enhance you. It doesn't en- It doesn't bring anything to the product, right? Do right. I pop when Austin's music hits? Sure, because I think that's, psychologically, that's what I'm programmed <laughs> to do, right? Ooh, do I pop for The Undertaker? Yeah, I've been programmed. Do I pop for The Undertaker? Yes. However, once the music dies down, he's in the ring. It, it to me, it's it's like, is this doing anything for the product? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it doesn't. And I think when you get to that point, you should just really let it let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, Ric Flair is my favorite, but I've said it for a long time. You know, I think probably going back to Impact, you know, once he got to Impact and, you know, he was really at the twilight, it was, why are we still doing this? You know, you, you're tainting the memory of people that are don't know who you are, and then you're, you know, some of the older ones. I think there's a lot of them that are like, well, why? I want to remember these people, you know, in their heydays, I don't, I don't, I don't need you to come out every year and be like, ah, I'm back. Especially like the one year, he, you know, where he came back for what, two, two, two episodes. Yep. If, if y'all don't win, I'm going to kick all your asses and then they don't win. And he, you're like, okay, where's he at? <laughs> and it takes him two years to show up. 29 holes for 29 souls. Yeah, and you, you know what I'm saying? And I get it. I get it. He's, he wasn't in the best shape and whatever. Don't get me wrong. He's still a great act. He's still the Undertaker. He's going to go down as one of the greatest ever. But, I, again, I think it's just sometimes you just have to to walk away. It's got to be hard for a guy like him that's done so much and been such a figurehead for so much that is good in wrestling. There's a guy that respected the code as far as old school, kayfabe, 
protecting the business, loyalty, you know, all of these different things that he just embodies. And for for years we've we've said and, and it's it's kind of sad because nobody really wants to see their favorites retire. I didn't want to see Shawn Michaels retire, but at the same time, when he did retire, I knew, hey, you know, it's time. You know, he's done everything that he really could do. And he was able to retire in a way that, you know, that actually worked. So, right. And I will, I will say, however, though, in his case, he really does need to retire because with no hair, that eyeball gets even more crossed. <laughs> did you really just come for the hair? I, I can't. I, not just I the hair, but the eye. I mean, literally, <laughs> that eye was like wandering. You know what I'm saying? If we were at the dog park, we'd had to put it on a leash. It was <laughs> gone. <laughs> well, I guess that's a good point. But, you know, the thing is, but, the, the Undertaker has competed against literally everyone you can think of. Outside of maybe what? Like... Uh, well, no, AJ Styles would have been the guy, or Daniel Bryan, I guess, or C- no, no, he beat CM Punk. So there's not really anything left for him to do. He's won the world title more times than we can count. Tag titles. Uh, uh-huh. I don't think he ever held a secondary title after that. Hardcore title, maybe? Mm, did, well, did he ever really, did he ever hold a secondary title? You know, maybe not. Outside of tag titles in the Isn't world that- title. <laughs> We, we 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 need we need to look that up, and uh, we'll comment on that next. Hello, next cage match. That is Can that you help is me out? <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. I was he ever IC IC champ? I'm looking it up right now. I know Kane was Intercontinental Champion. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh. Good old Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. He didn't hold any titles in WCW as Mean Mark. Not even a tag strap? Nope. Nope. I figured the skyscraper. Weren't they skyscrapers? Yeah, him and... uh, Was it Dan or Sid? No, him and Spivey. Yeah, Dan. Okay. Even in USWA, even in USWA, he won the major... um, he, He won a match on the tournament for the USWA world title. But he didn't win the title. Okay. Uh, he wrestled Luger for the United States title at the Bash, but lost. Um, and he was teaming with Spivey, but there were no tag tag runs there. <clears throat> Holy cow! So he he goes right to the world title. Yep. Beats Hogan in, in WWF. The, yeah, in in his run in WWE, WWF, WWE Entertainment, whatever. Oh, hang on, hang he, on. He did, did he, win one. Oh. He did win one Which secondary one? title, the hardcore title. Get out of here. He was a he hardcore beat Rob champ. Van Dam for the hardcore title at Vengeance in 2001. Who beat him? <clears throat> um... 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 <laughs> it doesn't. It was it vacated? Vacated. <laughs> he probably just threw it in the trash. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean. So I was sitting here, right, while we were thinking about the secondary title stuff. I was like, man, the only one I would not ever put on him would be the, you know, the any extreme title, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the Undertaker for Pete for Pete's sake. 
Because once you put it on, how are you going to get it off? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And sure enough, that's the the, the a secondary title he won. That is crazy. I don't remember that. Wow. It was it was at a time in wrestling where I think people forget a lot of things. Back in the the invasion era. <clears throat> oh, was that was that the invasion thing? Mm-hmm. Era? Uh, well, that, I guess that makes sense. And, but yeah, I mean, God, to be to be probably literally considered in the main event because even in the tag with Kane, right. you know, they they be right there at the top. But your entire almost your entire run. You know, you you never drop below the, the that quote unquote bracket. Here's another cool. Uh, wow, this is actually a cool stat. Since 1992, the Undertaker has been in a wrestling video game every single year. 1992. Wow. Super WrestleMania and WWF WrestleMania Steel Cage Challenge and WWF Superstars Two. <clears throat> Wow. <laughs> um, I should add that for two out of the three, for Steel Cage Challenge and Superstars 2, he was on the cover. So his second year with the company, he's on the cover of video games. Well, that to me, that that's probably what I'll remember more. Like, if I look <clears throat> at his entire career, mm-hmm. right? Now I remember uh, what was USWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the NWA. Um, I liked them as Mean Mark. I liked the skyscrapers, but that that first initial Undertaker shock, I think to me will always be like the favorite part of his career for me. Probably going from the start. Up into, remember the one, I forget what show it was on, where he gets beat up and then, like, taken up to the entrance ramp or something. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he goes up, like, behind the Tron. Oh, yeah, Royal Rumble 94, where he gets uh, thrown in the, they get beat up by, like, 10 or 15 people. <laughs> I remember that. And then, yeah, so, like, yeah. the resurrection and, and so, of the like, Yeah, literally, it goes up through the Tron. And then up above the Tron, I mean, that's, I think to me that run where he starts up to that point will probably be my favorite for The Undertaker. And then I hate to say it, I hate to say it, I'm probably, probably not going to be in the majority here. I could be wrong, but The American Badass, I really like that phase of him too. Yes. Wow. I would have figured that would have been your favorite over the 94 moment. No, 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 no. Because, again, though, there there was such this air to The Undertaker, right? There was Mm -hmm. such – I mean, this guy was so literally – I mean, he was scary. He was dominant. He was, you know, the phenom. He was – I mean, he was the last real freak show to me for the WWE. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the era of the freak show, he was the freak show. <laughs> they didn't get no beer in that. I mean, Mantar or whatever doesn't come close. I mean, nothing touches <laughs> the Undertaker. 
Yeah, I mean, literally, if there was ever a Grand Slam in a World Series in a Game 7, you, you know what I'm saying? To win the game, it's when The Undertaker first hits the scene. And I mean, you go back and watch the videos. There, there are kids that were mortified by this guy. Do you remember you know? when Savage and Jake Roberts were feuding? Yeah. And so it, it's Savage and Elizabeth had been celebrating their victory over Jake Roberts. Over it, it was during um, it was following uh, uh, some Saturday Night's Main Event. That's what it was. And they were headed to the back. Roberts had already retreated to the back. And Roberts had a chair, and he's getting ready to swing, and he's getting ready to swing. He's just holding back and holding back. And then all of a sudden, the Undertaker stops him as he's getting ready to swing it because Elizabeth was in front of Savage. And the whole time, the whole time this is going on, like everybody is like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Vince is like, no, no, don't let her do it. It was like he, he played a role in so many dramatic, really dramatic moments. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, I really am, am. I'm so glad, right? So there, are, there are certain things that I've watched in wrestling that I'll never forget. That you can never repeat from Ric Flair to the Horseman to the early stages of Hulkamania, when that thing was just absolutely crazy. From Austin to rock i mean there was so much that occurred while i've watched wrestling but if i have to rank like actual attractions on it on you know the top five undertaker is one in my book for like attraction hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah and and i'm as a wrestling fan i i'm so ecstatic that i got to see this and uh, it, it's just crazy. I mean, I may, <clears throat> I may say, you know, towards the end of his career, he probably should, you know, just go home or stay in the back and help, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. But there's no doubt that he has provided me probably more moments in watching wrestling than anybody else. And I, and you know, I'm not talking like. I'm talking like those moments where, I mean, literally you stop on a dime and you're like, you know, when you hear that gong, you know, for the undertaker and you get that music or some of the promos that he used to cut in the cemeteries, ah, it was crazy. You'll never get that again. I mean, without, you know, ripping this guy completely off, there's no way you can duplicate that. So I thought I would point out, I did look this up. <clears throat> so The Undertaker beats Rob Van Dam at a, at, um, after the Invasion storyline. He defends against all sorts of different people that were smaller than him. This is just after he had turned bad. And they suspended the 24-7 rule, most likely because nobody was brave enough to <laughs> attack him. And then ultimately in August of 2002, the, tw- <laughs> the, the hardcore title, Gets um, gets put up for grabs in a six minute hardcore battle royal during Raw. So a the Undertaker, six never, yeah, Undertaker just basically trashes the title. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> they put it up for grabs on an episode of Raw. <laughs> was that Bischoff's idea? It six was. minutes. 
it was Bischoff <laughs> suspended the 24-7 rule before a six-minute hardcore battle royal. <laughs> so, so literally, he goes from three minutes to six minutes for a battle royal. <laughs> Did somebody say three minutes? No, screw that. Six minutes is a battle royal. There's, so, there's so much people out there. <laughs> In the interest That's of so fairness, funny. You, remember, you remember that old routine? Oh yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I think I think so. I, I honestly believe that I could sit there and probably watch. You know, if, if you said here, here's an opportunity you can watch everything the Undertaker's ever done. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I I would have no problem just sitting down and watching it, and have nothing else to learn from him. I, I think he's probably the first, one of the first ones that that took, like psychology that I really paid attention to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the evil, the 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 pure evilness, um, you know that that a villain should play should have in, I mean, in he, pro wrestling. He literally crucified Steve Austin on Raw. Yeah. Not many characters can get away with that. And if you recall, when they were joking about him doing that, because you remember during during that time frame, they were leaking different stories to the media. So like Meltzer and other people were pulling information in and saying, oh, they're going to do a crucifixion angle. And people were getting mad. They find out it's The Undertaker. They do it the next week. No remorse. Nothing. Not a response. Nobody attacks. Nothing. Any other person, they would have just they would have lambasted McMahon for. I truly yeah. believe that it was because of the professionalism that it, that was the Undertaker that that's part of the reason they never really saw any major blowback for that. Well, again, I, I, I to me the Undertaker is the last of the of the the sideshow attractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? In yeah. a, in a world of sideshow attractions, he is the last mm-hmm. and one of the greatest. And and uh, he, uh, I think he he made like everybody feel like a kid again. You know what I'm saying? He gave yeah. you what you had in the '80s. In a in a a time that you just didn't have that no more. And, and again, you know, you all hear, you, you do hear about the backstage stuff with him and it, it probably is a lot of respect thing for, you know, not just the fans, but the media and everything else. Well, if you think about it, when ESP, ESPN would cover WWE events back then, WWF, if you had the undertaker in a, in a segment, in a clip, you knew people were going to watch. Like, it would literally draw ratings for just news programs. George Michael and the Sports right. Machine, you remember him. He used to show his stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was... That was... <laughs> George Michael was great. Because <laughs> he would show you, like, house show stuff. Yeah, yeah. On, on the news, and you'd be like, what? <laughs> is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. 
It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. You know, he would he would spoil it for you. Be like, ah, in, in New York, Hulk Hogan lost the title. And you're like, no, George. <laughs> Why would you do that? You're doing. <laughs> Be sitting at the dinner dinner table and George is like, ah, oh, Hulk Hogan lost. You're like, you're throwing your, your plate of peas across the room and hitting the dog. <laughs> no, George. <laughs> Parents complaining. It was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, The Undertaker was that last major character that WWE was able to successfully create and promote and market because there hasn't been any character as close that they created from scratch, literally, than since The Undertaker. Yeah, and again, it's they he comes along at the time where you know all the all the cartoony campy carnival acts are going mm-hmm. bye bye you know but yet i would imagine if you if you took his if if you when he first shows up as the undertaker to now his career as that you know the quote unquote cartoon character outlast all of them because even even Hogan changes, you know. When when Hogan goes WCW, he's he's not really the the cartoony mm-hmm. uh, you know character no more, you know. But uh, Undertaker, for you know, with the exception of probably the American Badass period, was you know always kind of had the cartoon gimmick to him, as far as like the the. The persona, you know, you could very easily put him in a Undertaker and Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. What they could have done with that? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of different things that he could have done, a lot of roles that he could have played. I mean, he was in one of Hulk Hogan's movies. Oh, he did have a role in Suburban Commando. Oh, don't don't say it. I thought he did. I thought you was going three ninjas or whatever it was. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was Suburban Commando. Mr. Nanny. Better. It was even better because he had a uh, high-pitched voice. <laughs> so they, they it was basically funny. like he was on helium. <laughs> so he's, he's facing off with Hogan in this, in this real tense moment. And he says, you're a dead man, Ripley. Like really high-pitched. It was hilarious. <clears throat> <laughs> that was See, funny. Only a true Hulkamaniac. <laughs> would have seen suburban <laughs> commando. Uh, so with that. <laughs> yeah, something tells me back in the day I probably saw it, but I just I don't remember. I don't have a super great memory. So 
not quite at Alzheimer's type level, but yeah, as much as I take in, I force out. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have only but so many brain cells. We probably burnt our share. Yeah. So. It's going to be weird to see wrestling really without The Undertaker. Like, instead of the cameos and all of that that we have now, it, it will be different to see without. But at the same point, they, being WWE, haven't figured out how to groom a new talent since they first brought out the shoot. Yeah, but so, supposedly, Vince has gone on record to say that there will never be another Cena. There will never be another Rock. There will never right. be another Austin. There will, there will never be another Undertaker. So, everybody is, everybody is kept down because, you know, what, I guess, the amount of money they have to shell out for something like that you know they they tell you that you know you it's up to you to to put butts in the seats but yet the parent company doesn't even allow you to put butts in the seats it's kind of some weird oxy little moron yeah it's it's one of those things where where it's I can understand why he would say that because the goal, of course, is to say that no one, quote unquote, is bigger than the business. I understand that. But at the same time, it's also one of those, uh, uh, you know, it's you're, you're going to say that now. But at the same time, if someone does blow up the way that they could, because, hey, it's, it's very feasible. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, take it away. But I, honestly, I honestly think. They have designed a way to, to to keep people at a certain level, and they don't allow these people to to blow up, but so mm-hmm. big. Uh, Bray Wyatt's a prime example, in my in my opinion. So you tell me, right? Uh, if we look at we use Austin and The Rock as as a measuring stick, right? How many other people outside of those two who Austin says a certain thing and boom, he takes off, right? On fire. The rock, you know, raises an eyebrow and, you know, it takes him a little bit to get going, but once he's going, boom, he takes off. Well, I want you to go back and think when Bray Wyatt showed up the first time, mm-hmm. Right. And the music hit, and the lights went out. Nobody, I've never been in the like, well, pull out your lighters and your cell phones, and, or your cell phones, or whatever, and flick them on, and we're going to get this cool effect. Nobody's ever told me to do that. They just did it. Yeah, I and used to think had, that there was a lighting thing that they did for that, but, you know, obviously it wasn't. No. They, you know, again, they didn't get on the PA. Oh, yeah, after the break, we're great wives coming out. You know, uh, get ready with your cell phones. No, it took off. Mm-hmm. And they have done everything possible since that day to, to, like, hold him back. And if you let him go, he rises to a level the, 
none of the rescue people are at. Uh, you know, God forbid, same thing with Roman, right? Mm-hmm. If you allowed him to push past certain barriers, he'd be huge. He'd be so over. Nobody would boo. He'd be the belly of the ball. Be the case. I wonder if that would actually be the case. If yeah, actually, because you at can, this rate, I don't know if he'd ever get back there. No, well, not no, not now. But I, like when he when the when the shield first broke up and he started getting that first initial run, mm-hmm. and everybody fell in love with him, and everybody was like, "Oh, Roman's the best," and yada yada yada. If you'd let him run, full blast, full steam, right from Jump Street, he'd be he'd be huge. He, he he may be on par for for not quite Cena and all them, but he'd be get, he'd be getting close. He'd be your next truly big, big megastar. Same thing with Bray. But what are, what do they do with Roman? Right. So what's one of my biggest hang up on Roman is he doesn't lose. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a good guy. He has to lose sometimes. Right. In order for me to, to, to unlock certain feelings in me to get, you know, attached to this guy, we got to run this up and down valley. If you keep letting him win, even when odds are, you know, when the odds are weirdly not in his favor, but, you know, you have to let him loose. I have to see him defeated sometimes. So that I can be like, oh, God, it drives me nuts. Roman never wins. They always cheat, Roman. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that when he does finally win, I jump off the couch. <laughs> well, you and know? I think that that whole design, I, I, I don't know where it got lost, but it definitely got lost. The, the whole well, I don't, I don't think it's got lost. Of a character is lost. I don't, I don't think it's gotten lost. You mean to tell me that the quote-unquote greatest mind in – pro wrestling history doesn't know ring psychology doesn't know how to control a crowd sure he does again he's made this statement we've discussed this before there will never be another John Cena because John Cena like blew up mm-hmm. like they couldn't contain him Genie's out the bottle Pandora's box whatever you want to call it Right. Right. He just blew up, blew out, blew sideways, blew diagonal. You could not stop him. I think they when when Hogan did it, he was a controlled experiment. And they wrote it for all it was worth. Right. The Rock in Austin, they couldn't control it. It just happened. The crowd took over. Couldn't control it. So all you can do is run with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Hold it, hold on to the coattails. Cena, another one. It just happens. And he just becomes larger than life. And with Cena, I think more than any of the rest of them, they're like, oh, my God, we can't let this happen again because we have to keep control over this. We didn't, you know, we didn't want it to get this big or, you know, whatever. Right. You know, because I mean, look at look at look at what happens, right? So, let's take let's take Cena, right? So Cena gets so huge, Hollywood takes notice. 
right? Hollywood takes notice. Hollywood wants Cena four, five, six months out the year. Mm-hmm. Your Vince McMahon, you want Cena, who's the largest attraction you have, to be in Hollywood for four, five, six months out the year? Or do you want him on TV for four, five, six months out the year? You want him on TV. Now, maybe you can't control him going to Hollywood for that long, but you want him on TV because if he ain't on TV, much to Jim Cornette's um, point on on pregnant female wrestlers, you want them on TV. They're the ones who's putting money in your pocket. Not in Hollywood. And I'm, I'm, I seriously have a hard time believing that somebody like Cena will come along while Vince is running the show. Hmm. I mean, I just don't, I don't think we'll ever see, I don't think we'll ever see anybody in a situation where they'll ever be at that height. Um, but at the same time, I think that at least as far as what word that right, I don't think it's going to ever come out of WWE again. Well, yeah, but I, I think it will because as a, as a, for a business sense, right? Mm-hmm. For your pure business sense. So, if you look at the growth of the WWE, it was Hulkamania, right? And you had a megastar. Kind of died down, right? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you find yourself in some, accidentally in some stupid little war on, right. on Monday night. It starts to take off, but it's only going to reach a certain height. And then along comes Austin. Because I believe Austin predates The Rock by just a little bit. Right? Mm-hmm. So here comes Austin. And again, on that fateful evening, sure, Steve, we trust you. Go say what you like. Right. And Vince watches the curtains close. Ha, 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 this will never go anywhere, right? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he probably mumbles something stupid under his breath. Austin 316 is born. Boom! Right out the gate, can't control him. We're, we're, we're peaking the golden age. Here comes the rock. You you know, we're now at the, at the, the greatest period of pro wrestling ever. About the time it falls down the hill... Here comes John Cena to intercept, and we go right back up. Mm-hmm. Somebody in that office has to pay attention to these valleys. And I'm, I would hope that Triple H, should he stick around long enough, uh, you know, if it ever gets sold out from under him or whatever, would realize that I need a megastar. And I'm going to let one of these guys become a megastar. Mm-hmm. And... Because that's where the money's at. Again, there are certain periods of time where they didn't have no money. Why didn't they have no money? They didn't have a megastar. Megastars are going to put the butts in the seat. It's the same thing with the 70s, 60s, 70s. They had megastars.
This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So, I, you know, that's just me, though. I think they need megastars. I think they'll get one eventually. Yeah, I think that when you really look at it, it's going to be dependent upon who makes what changes and how. I think that's ultimately mm-hmm. going to be... Ultimately, that's going to be how things have to be handled. Yes. I do believe. And then the next question is going to be what company actually is responsible for bringing that out? Because it's not going to be... I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think Triple H has the the Hollywood... What's it called? Uh, uh, spa, <laughs> the gumption to do that. And I don't think that... I don't think that Vince has enough in him... I don't think Vince has enough in him to really put that together in that type of fashion anymore. I just don't see it happening. I, I'm, I'm telling you, don't. Vince is out the equation. As long as Vince is in there, you're never going to get a megastar. Well, it's it's not just megastar anymore. It's more about the overall approach to, to business and what they're doing. I just don't <laughs> – I don't know how – and you make a good point. It's not like he could have forgotten the psychology of it all, but – there's a lot of like, how would you figure, how would you really figure that this is truly, well, not going to be any more big stars. You know what I mean? Really? It's all about control. It's control. Yeah, very much so. Oh, yeah. From the t-shirts to the merchandise to the movies, right on down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, once somebody like this manages to break loose you can't control them no more right and again everybody comes calling and if everybody comes calling guess where he's not at he's not on your program making you money he's not pumping the t-shirts he's not pushing the action figures he's not doing none of it Mm -hmm. because he's off in hollywood he's making somebody else money do you, do you honestly think that if The Rock had, had still had never left the WWE, they would have let him take off to make all these movies? No, he would. He probably wouldn't. Have, they probably wouldn't. Have, especially if he had maintained that height, they probably would have been like, uh, "I don't think so, Scooter. We'll let you make one a year, maybe mm-hmm. if you're lucky." That's why yeah, he leaves. That's why Cena leaves. That's why, you know, it's to make that money. Because the WWE's got their thumb on you. You're not a private contract. You're you're a paid employee that they fully make sure you work for them. Well, and that's going to be where the the question of 
what what's really what's really going to turn out and how's it going to work out kind of thing is really going to be important because the next few the next few months i would say maybe the next six months right now is going to be really important to see as to how people decide to go forward you know wwe has really come under a lot of fire for how they're handling just monday night tapings you know you've got you got these tapings that are going on and finally finally they they start putting people in the crowd just just you know developmental which i think we've said this since aew started doing it hey there's no shame in copying that and just doing it totally fine right. the problem that is is of course someone vince someone kevin dunn says oh hey we're gonna structure it and it completely loses its value like you've got planted t-shirts you've got uh there's no chairs there's no sense of camaraderie there's no it's a very sterile fan environment yeah plastic uh barrier like the barriers i could understand i i I can see that i don't really have a problem with the barriers but it's still it's just such a a sterile let me ask you this yeah yeah so let me ask you this so with the barriers in place Mm-hmm. Why are they still getting positive tests? It makes no sense. You don't. Right. I mean, you should know going in whether these people have this or not, right? AEW's testing. They tell you all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, they're testing, and I, I will lay money. They're probably test upon test. They're probably getting you know, especially anybody that goes into the office or Cody and the. You know, the Bucks, if they're there, Omega, you know, the rest of them, if they're anywhere near that office, anywhere near that stadium, are being tested on a regular basis. Khan is probably being tested. The announcers, the whole, the production staff, right on down the line. And to my knowledge, there's been no hits yet, right? They haven't had the plastic barriers. They've been doing it like this for some time. And the WWE, well, let's put up the plastic barriers. And, oh, by the way, maybe we got faulty test, But we're getting hit with positive cases. Well, and then, and then you hear more and more people that are like, oh, all right, well, uh, Kevin Owens, for example, he had a family member that passed away from COVID-19. So he's like, yep, nope, I'm good. I'll stay home. Sami Zayn, right. we already knew about him. I'm staying home. You know, the more talent that gets exposed to it, I mean, it's he who not, who shall not be named on WWE. You know, he's got <laughs> new kids at home. He's got a wife. He's got, you know, recovery from cancer. He's not showing up. You know, sooner or later, these guys oh, are all going to be like, and, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is a prime example. I mean, you have one company that, at, you know, knock on wood to, the, to, to their credit, has not had a positive one yet. Mm-hmm. Or Yet the other one who who has people staying home, being like, uh, "I want nothing to do with your company because I'm afraid I'll catch it." Right, right. That's the company that people are going home because they have it, and I and don't either, blame them one bit. And AEW has either been miraculously lucky and avoided a positive test, or they've been ridiculously good at managing if someone's tested positive and keeping it quiet. Either way, you've heard nothing outside of everyone's being tested every week. Well, I don't, I, I don't think they, I don't think they'd hide it, right? Because if you hide it, that's only, not. yeah, yeah, that that it's only going to come back and bite you sooner or later. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they literally, I think, you know, they're just being smart. They're, they When they walk away from the tapings or the show, because they tape every other week, right? Every other week is taped, if I remember right, right? I want to say you're right, yeah. Yeah. So I think you have you have the live show, and then they tape the following week, so mm-hmm. that these guys have basically two weeks off, roughly two weeks, right? So instead of probably what's going on in the WWE is everybody is being stuck in Florida or a lot of these guys. I mean, cause mm-hmm. you know, as de- developmental talent, you're not going nowhere, but with AEW, everybody's going home. Everybody's scattering to the winds and, you know, staying safe for two weeks. And, and it's, I, it's irresponsible. Like, they're just not sure. – they're, nobody's watching the ball. Nobody's, like, paying attention to the reality around them. And then, in turn, mm-hmm. their programming comes off as tone deaf. Yeah. Like, think about I, it like I, this. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'm almost positive I watched Raw last week. Mm-hmm. I don't remember watching Raw. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how bad it is. Well, how about this? Um, I, I'm I'm pretty positive I watched it, or at least part of it, and don't remember it. So, Kofi Kingston and and Biggie go out for a tag title match on SmackDown uh, a week and a half ago. Yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. last week, not this past Friday, but the week before. And both of them, in support of Black Lives Matter, take a knee in the middle of the ring, mm-hmm. and then they lose. In my opinion, that's tone deaf. Yes, is it, it's, it's, is it possibly a cheap reaction to get people to cheer and show that they support that movement? Yes, I agree that that's possibly the case. But it's tone deaf in regards to if you're going to show support and allow them to do that, then you should show support the full way. It's not exactly as if the title was on the line, and it's not exactly as if you're hurting your product by letting them have that moment. Again, not to delve too deep into rule number one, but... It's another example of they just don't understand. And, and I don't know who I would really point a finger at because they fired Heyman. You know what I mean? They fired Heyman. He mm-hmm. wasn't doing what they wanted him to do, which I don't get it because he made Drew McIntyre the most popular face that WWE's had in a, in a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And how did he do it? He talked smack to him and made him beat up Brock Lesnar, period. Mm-hmm. Okay. He made. He um, finally put Apollo Crews on the map. Yes, yes, and Andrade, and Angel Garza, and Selena Vega, and Austin Theory, who literally came out of nowhere. If you think about it, and that worked out really well for them so far. Um, and then, of course, you've got what he did with the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. If you want to be honest, say what you want about the cinematic thing from Backlash. I feel that the cinematic thing that they provided with Street Profits and Viking Raiders was funny. No, it wasn't Wait. wrestling, but I thought it was funny. Wait, why do I not remember that? Did oh you watch God. Backlash? I mean, we did almost yes. forget that Backlash was taking off, taking place. Yes, but I watched Because you had to remind me that Backlash was taking place. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm reminding you of a pay-per-view, I'm watching the pay-per-view. Right. Oh, my God. 
Is their programming so miserable that I can't remember? How can you not remember the ninjas? Ago? You don't remember the ninjas? No, I do not remember the ninjas. <laughs> can't believe it. The Viking oh prophets, my goodness. The, the, the bond that was made between four people. I'm. A, I guess I'm gonna have to like take keep a notepad or something beside me when I watch this, so I can start time. taking taking notes. <laughs> the Viking prophets. Big stars. Big that stars. Crazy. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> crazy. The one guy who felt like he was moving the needle in a positive direction, they fired. I don't know Again. what they've been doing on SmackDown because every time you turn around, there's another direction they're going. But it's all about fucking control. Wow. It's all about control. Wow. It's all about sense. control. So if, if there have been reports, yeah, mark the time. There have been <laughs> reports since this whole thing took place that the two can't get along. Yeah. Right? So I'm sure the one had to step outside the box mm-hmm. to even give up a minuscule iota of control. And when things started working and he wasn't in control, he was probably like, hmm, I know how I can do this better. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure there were more tiffs between the two of them than anybody's going to actually know about. And when he's had enough of Heyman, who's he put in his place? A guy he knows he can control. Heyman, I guarantee you, on more than one occasion, was probably like, no, we're not doing it. Get out of my office, Vince. You gave me, the, you know, you put me in charge, go. And after one too many of those, I'm sure Vince is like, nah, hey, pal, uh, it's not working out. And here comes Pritchard. Yes, sir. I'm here, Vince. Right. Yes, Vince. And that's, and, and that's who's running, I guess, both shows. Both Ron Smackdown's a Pritchard production. <laughs> so, Brother Love is back in the house. <laughs> and it's literally it's it's just absolutely crazy because mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna take a step back to take two more steps back into a period you know at a period of time that you can't afford it. No, you really can't because your your core audience, not your rating, but your core audience is now decreasing. So you yes. figure, you know, Wednesdays have flourished. NXT and AEW, their core audience is growing because they dipped uh-huh. as far down. I want to say both both sides dipped down as far as about 650 at one point. Uh-huh. Yep. So you know their audience is building because they're headed back up towards 800, which, hey, kudos to both shows. Um, but what's happening here is... Raw, which normally averaged over 2 million, SmackDown, usually over 2 million, I think both of them are at 1.6 right now. So they're coming dangerously close to the total audience that's how, that's watching on Wednesday. That's mm-hmm. not a good sign. And let's go ahead and throw, you know, since we're doing the pile on Vince hour, <laughs> let's, let's also <laughs> throw in that there's a lawsuit taking place right now about the fiasco from the airport in Saudi Arabia. You can't keep juggling. That's really the goal, or the, uh, the, 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 the word. You can't keep juggling the same things 
and expect the same result. Mm-mm. So if I'm Vince, and I'm just happy to be listening to Corner to Corner Radio. Hi, Good to see you. Yeah, hi, Vince. Welcome. Um, I think I'm bent. If I'm Vince, I, I, it's time. It is absolutely time that he goes to Triple H and Pritchard and whoever else sits at the at that table, you know, the little private table, and say, "Look, we have two hundred wrestlers." And I showcase maybe 10 of them. A hundred of them have to go. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is absolutely time that some of these people that you hold hostage are let go. And, and I mean, I can't think of no other reason to say it or no other way to say it. And then get back to concentrating on certain people. And building the storylines and building them up. And uh, listen, so I'm thoroughly convinced if you found the right guy, even in today's market, without a live crowd, you could still make a megastar. Mm-hmm. But there, I mean, if normally we'd say a water cooler at work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's nobody to talk talk about at the water cooler, but you and uh, your fiance, they you both watching, mm-hmm. right? We do. Yep. All right. So, in your mind, is there anybody on WWE programming that y'all could be doing the dishes together and be like, ah, God, did you see so and so last night? He was on fire. He's going to be the next big thing. You know, that's no. actually a really good point. The, you know, you know Kiana pretty well, and you know that she's a pretty, pretty much a diehard WWE person, right? right. Roman Reigns, Rey Mysterio, Shayna Baszler, um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting others. I'll point out to you that she hasn't wanted to watch Raw in about three weeks. She doesn't usually watch SmackDown anyway. It's usually something I watch, um, but AEW is on, so she'll watch that instead of NXT. Uh huh. Since they dropped the ball with Shayna so badly on on at Mania, um, now we find out that most likely it was because Becky was pregnant. But all, all things being equal, since they dropped the ball so badly with her, we watched. Um, wasn't Double or Nothing? Was it? Uh, what was the last pay per view before that? Revolution. Yeah, the one where Mox won the title. Okay. Yeah, so we won. We watched that. And she's like, wow, this is this is really good. And almost immediately, she downloaded Cody's theme. Uh-huh. Can't make this up. She downloaded Cody's theme. Um, she loves talking bad about uh, Britt Baker, who, by the way, priceless with her comedy right now. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and really has thoroughly enjoyed watching, you know, like Jake Roberts great on the microphone and watching uh, Sheeta and Nyla Rose at their most recent title match, which actually was really good. Nyla, I still think, is a little clumsy, but I think she's going to shake that off as she continues to work. Um, well, I, I, th- I think much like Nia, she's just so much bigger. It's hard to slow down. You know, the, you know I'm telling um, you, I got a lot of weight. 
right? And they're they're bigger females. Right. And I know for a fact that if I get my weight moving, sometimes it's hard. And I know for a fact, too, that sometimes you don't realize just how strong you are, whether you hit the gym or not, when you when you're a bigger person. Right. And I, I think it's probably, you know, we we've talked about uh, Naya hurting people and I'm sure Nyla's done it a time or two, but. Uh, it's, sometimes it's hard, especially with a smaller person, to be like, "Oh, oh, let me let me just daintily grab this person." No, you just you latch on, and one certain meat hooks hook on, and I mean, you're on for a ride. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that we didn't have a Kyrie Sane kind of moment with Riho when she faced off with Nyla Rose. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. just just from what you're describing, it's very much like watching uh, Awesome Kong and how she used to throw people around and ragdoll them. Right. Yeah, and, but, and, and you know, I kind I kind of feel sorry for uh, Nyla and Naya because again, they have to in your mind you have to you have to be so aware of your body while you're in the ring that I'm sure it's probably pretty easy to slip. And, you know, I know we've talked about Jack's Bonaya before and how she hurts people, but mm-hmm. I'm sure she's probably concentrating twice as hard as anybody else to make sure she doesn't, you know, fall on people or hit people the wrong way or, you know, all this other stuff that sometimes it just happens. I mean, as much as we all, and I think we all do it, in agreement, you know, we all moan and groan when Nia comes on TV because it just seems like it is whatever it is isn't working. The fact is, I would agree with you that, you know, of course, she's not trying to hurt anybody. And I, you're probably right. She's probably trying three times as hard to try to avoid it. But unfortunately, I think when you get that worked up, you you tend to get clumsy in error. You're not trying to. It just happens. Yeah. And then it ultimately blows, blows back even worse on you. Because, you know, bad things happen. It's not always, as Triple H said, it ain't ballet. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, if you could take, if you could take Oscar and Nye and put them side by side, and then say, here, come here, Kyrie. Both of them are going to take a turn at throwing you. <laughs> you know, lawn darting you. Yeah. Oscar uh, is. It's probably not going to happen with Oscar. You know what I'm saying? But Nye is probably going to pitch you down the down the down the yard there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times it just can't be avoided, especially, again, when the sizes are so different. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things, and we'll transition from, you know, WWE here to AEW. One of the things that AEW here has done really well um, has been developing a compelling product for all of their divisions now. TNT division is going to take some work, I think, but it's getting there. Uh, it's brand new, you know. The women's division, now we've got a more laid out pecking order. And I feel like Nyla Rose will ultimately get back up there, but it was the right time to move her kind of back down the card and let someone else take the reins because when Britt Baker does get cleared to come back to the ring, if she was to beat Nyla Rose, it wouldn't make as much sense as it would be if she were to beat, you know, Sheeta 
or even Big Swole. Uh-huh. I don't know if it'll happen if Big Swole will win the title in the meantime, but I feel like it would make better sense, and they're seeing that. I also feel like Tony Khan is the the fans' owner, if that makes sense. He is the guy that is, that came into the industry as a hundred percent wrestling fan, and he makes no bones about it. You know, he always says that he's been a huge fan of wrestling all his life, but he's the guy that is saying, "Okay, well." If Vince is doing this, then we're just going to do this. We're going to go the other direction. Or he may just be yeah, well, saying, what's going to keep us different? You know what I mean? I, he may not be focusing so much as to if Vince is doing this, but more along the lines of, well, what keeps us different? Yeah, so I, I can tell you the the probably the line that Tony doesn't cross publicly. Mm-hmm. It's sports entertainment. Right, we so we've been at this long enough. We as fans, mm-hmm. right, because this all started to unravel in the late '80s, early '90s, if I remember right. Right, so you're talking what thirty uh, years, mm-hmm. twenty years, thirty years, right? That this that that string has started to unravel. I don't think they'll ever cross. In sports entertainment, like so, they'll never tell you it's sports entertainment. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, they're always going to tell you it's pro wrestling. There are enough talented pro wrestling minds on that roster and in the in the back that they're never going. You're never going to hear Tony Khan utter sports entertainment. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you'll ever hear that word that phrase uttered on TNT at all or pay-per-view. Right. Like I don't, I don't, right. I think, I think it's almost to the point now where like, and I don't know that he will or won't, but let's say Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona debuts at AEW. I think when he comes in the door, it's a conversation that, that Cody and Tony have with him that says, you will not do a, I hate WWE. I'm so glad to be where wrestling lives kind of promo. You're going to avoid that because look what FTR did. FTR didn't say anything about where they came from. They just went right into a story, right into a program, and business as usual. And they're thriving for it. I think you're absolutely right. I think there's certain lines they just won't cross. And I think one of them is, look, we're not going to be everybody else. We're going to do what we do. We're going to just keep our eyes on the road and keep going. Because that's what they've done all summer long, right? all spring. And look at how much they've grown. They really have. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, it's... So with the, the current state of affairs, with, you know, COVID, no fans, and all that good good stuff, for, for a fledgling company to at least still be, like, treading water, and not just treading water, but they brought in one of the biggest free agents this past week in Starks and they're they're bring they're bringing in the right people and I, I, I think it says a lot wait what what are you doing <laughs> trying to tell the kids good night you eat your mic 
<laughs> no, like it's pulled my ear. He left out us. of my ear. He ghosted us. <laughs> the guy at the switchboard is gone. I'll be right so back we can talk you. about how bald he is, and he'll never know <laughs> just how truly bald he is. I hear you. I hear everything. Oh, oh, he he hears us. Shucks. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, they bring in stars. He's one of the biggest free agents out there, right? And and unlike the 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 WWE who puts, you know, ninety day compete no compete clauses in contracts, mm-hmm. the NWA doesn't. He leaves and boom, all this all automatic. He shows up on AEW, right? And then. So now he had, yeah, but see what's, what's interesting is now those from the NWA Mm -hmm. that were his fans who may not watch AEW. Well, their sync talk is going to be where Stark showed up Wednesday night. So the following Wednesday, they may very well turn it on. So you may start to get other fans there. You know, when, when F Ryder shows up or whatever he's, may or may not go by. Yeah, I don't think we have any idea as to what he's going to use. Right, or where, but should he show up, Mm -hmm. you're going to get those fans of his that were WWE bobbleheads that are now like, wait a second, he's over here. Mm -hmm. Let's go watch Wednesday. Let's go watch AEW. So to that point, though, let's say say he does, and and I feel like it's, it's a likelihood. I feel like he probably will. Um, NWA right now is in a holding pattern, and uh, we'll we'll spend a few minutes as to why in just a minute. But you know, with with Ryder, his presence in WWE was hugely felt, regardless of where he was in the card. But mm-hmm. do you think it's possible he suffers the same fate as Sean Spears if he does make the move? No. So I, I think with Spears. Although Spears is a very good technical wrestler, mm-hmm. right? The perfect 10 was great in NXT. Right, right. Right. But when he comes to the main roster, it's a sideshow act. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, all anybody like no wants to Jose. see. Right. All anybody wants to see is 10, 10, 10, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're not paying attention to what he can do in the ring and how talented he is. Whereas in AEW, I think he, because of who's who's higher up the card mm-hmm. and the fact that um, AEW, to me, I, I don't, I have not really seen them get, to me, it's not like they're up and running yet, right? I mean, we literally, what, are, are nearing the first year and what? A quarter of it has been COVID. Mm-hmm. Y- you see what I'm saying? So I, th- I think Spears will have that opportunity on a second program to really show what he's made of. Right. And I think with uh, with Ryder, uh, what would you cut? Cart- I can't even pronounce his name. Yeah, there we go. Cardona, I think you will see him because I think he had more of a following for longer. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be easier for him to, I mean, especially if there was a crowd there, you'd get a huge pop for him. 
Right. And, and uh, when he was Ryder, it's almost like, because I, I even like Ryder. Right? I'm not going to really say it publicly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> for what the guy's done, <laughs> you know, for what the guy's done, and for as long as he's done it, you got to give the guy props. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've you've never let him even get close to the glass ceiling when you could have very easily given him programs. He doesn't have to walk away with any with a you know a world title, but you could have given him programs, and it would have pushed your other guys. I mean, you could have. The Miz and Ryder, Jericho and Ryder, Owens and Ryder. They they could have had great little programs. Yeah, I mean, there's always Tip been a, a sense that there's people have just dropped the ball with Ryder, and I feel like Cody would almost make it a point to not. Uh-huh. Hey, so let me uh, let me hip you to an idea. Okay. Let me hip you to to what I think may be coming down the pike. All right. So let's go back a couple of months ago to this little match that did not take place. Remember the match? Remember, remember the match that was. Yeah, the match beyond that didn't take place. Oh, blood and guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, remember the participants as they were lined up? The elite versus who? Uh, who the inner who? circle. The inner circle. Mm-hmm. So then, what happens is uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're not gonna have the match right due to injuries and COVID and all this other stuff. We're not gonna have the match. Right, we're gonna we're gonna use it somewhere down the line. What if the match, when it takes place, is the elite versus some type of invasion angle? Hmm. FTR, EC3. Oh, that'd be cool. Ryder. I am in for that. Rusev. I would be cool with that. So I would think that, and because WWE, no, because AEW, can you believe it? I just kind of mixed up. Jeez. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So because AEW has really done a lot of similarity with WCW. They really have. I Uh would think that they would be unafraid to try that, and they would probably be successful with it. I don't know if it would be... Why not just go ahead and be cliche? I don't know if it would be 83 weeks successful, but could it be huge? Yeah, possibly. Depending well, on how even, you do even, it. Yeah, not even so much as as like think more of like. So don't think WCW invades WWE angle, right? Think more of Paul and Nash. Mm-hmm invade WCW. You know what I'm saying? So we're here to we're here to just simply kick your ass. We're going to show you why we were in the other federation. 
we want to show you why we're considered the best in the world. Right, right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not not as like 10 of them show up and then they separate into, um, you know, groups of five or whatever. But I could very easily see that happening. And, and that was one of the reasons maybe they put it off. Because they very easily could have had it at uh, the last pay-per-view. Instead of the stadium match, which I did thoroughly enjoy, mind you. But, you know, we could have had some uh, steel cage action. Hey, uh, you got to either slow down <laughs> with that typing. <laughs> well, the, the problem is uh, you're it's distracting, man. What are you typing? My apologies. I didn't realize it was uh, picking up some yeah, strong. It, Sorry. Yeah, everybody can hear it. Cause you're oh, like my gosh. I know why. I know why. You're literally thumping away on them keys. <laughs> you know why? Because my microphone setting was on the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when I went in to... <laughs> uh, so I went in to tell the kids goodnight while I was talking with you. And when Matt grabbed my earbud, it came out. So it must have switched it over on Skype. Spreaker, of course, has had it up on the uh, AirPods the whole time, so I'm sure it plays off great <laughs> in the recording. <laughs> but that explains oh, yeah. because I was I'm just finishing up a piece of my homework. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's literally like, <laughs> and you're just boom, going like boom. a mile a minute. Yeah, so boom! Stop hitting the mic! I can't take it. Yeah, so so basically, basically, what me and the audience have figured out. Is when I'm like, what do you think of that, Stan? And you're like, huh? Yeah, we know what hey, you're doing. In you're not defense, even paying attention to it. I have never done us. that. In my defense, I have You're not never even done paying that. attention to it. You're not, no, we, we've heard it tonight. You're not even paying attention to us. We <laughs> know what you're about? doing Where now. Who are you? <laughs> what are we doing? We know here? what you're doing. <laughs> How'd you get in my living room? <laughs> I think with, with what we're seeing with, with AEW, and, and like you described, the ideas that you bring up, there's a whole lot of room for that. Like you can really, really see that grow and see it in a way that would make sense to gosh, even, even a fan that wasn't, can you believe this? We're actually at this point, a fan that wasn't alive during the NWO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, it's, I've said it before when, uh, who was it? Um, was it Cena? No, 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 no. CM Punk. Yeah, that's who it was. Remember when we had these talks, there are fans that, that literally weren't fans when CM Punk was, was in his heyday. They yeah. weren't alive yet. So a good portion of your audience would have no earthly clue who he was. That's so crazy to me. Okay, so completely mm-hmm. off topic, something that's really disheartening to me just now that I just realized. What's that? You're old? I, well, okay, yes, that sucks. And then being old and looking at my Hasbro collection, would you believe I mm-hmm. don't have a complete set of the Bushwhackers? I only have one of them. What? That's crazy. Yeah. So you dope. know you can go online. You can go online and print off the like catalog of the entire collection. Yeah. There's actually a pretty cool checklist that you can do. Um, yeah. That... And for the retros. So I've got like six left for the retros. There's Matt Hardy, Elias, JYD, Ric Flair, and Finn Balor. Cool. And then I'm done. 
and I'm done. Done. Dun dun dun. I have seen some really cool customs though. Oh I don't yeah, know if I well, spend uh, the money on them, but <laughs> uh, I don't know if uh, there's one guy I have on Facebook, and I don't I don't remember the name of the guy, but I mean he's like putting up custom uh, these little Hasbro figures or whatever all the time, and some of them look really good. Some of them look, I mean he's got the package. You know, does the the package art and the bubble and uh, the whole nine yards. Some of them are really good. I I want to see the new AEW figures, by the way. I want to get a couple of them. I I don't know if I'll open them. Like, I've got those, you know, here on the show, guys, we we collect all sorts of different figures. We've got wrestling, superheroes, all that. So, like, the multiverse figures that I have. You know, I just got the Superman Unchained armor, the Batman Hellbat armor. I've got those unopened, right? Most of mine I open because mm-hmm. I don't have much of an intent on parting with. But the AEW ones, I've, I mm-hmm. think if I do get those, I'll probably keep them unopened. Well, so I want to say that for me, I think depending on uh, if they have the peg hole in the bottom, Will depend a lot what I do because I think I think if I get my hands on a chase figure, one of the chase figures, of course they'll they'll never be open, right? But I think that I would probably like the Young Bucks or Page, uh, Omega, you know Jericho. I, I can actually see me. You know, taking them out. Uh, I think uh, Pentagon Junior and, and um, a couple others have like different head sculpts and different uh, hands and stuff like that. I could probably see me taking them out and coming up with some type of display. Yeah, so. I mean, I want to. I want to put the ring together. I, I do want to do that. So. Maybe you're right. Maybe I will end up putting them on display. It's not like a, I always collect these with the intent. I'm not going to sell them. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess, yes, some of them could have some value, but I don't want to sell them. I mean, I like what I have. I'm, I'll eventually give them to my, my son, or maybe as my kids have kids, maybe I'll give it to them, you know? Right. Or, or Karen, well, yeah, who's just I, looking again, at me, eyeballing me like, ouch, how dare you, Dad? <laughs> Sorry, girls can I, have wrestling figures, too. <laughs> so I, I think though with them I think the only ones that I'll, I would make sure to remain in said packages would be any chase figures because right, I right. know there are several and I think Omega, Omega's got one Jericho has maybe two I think Cody might have one. I think there's like three or four chase figures and some of them are pretty low print. Um, I think some of them are like 500, maybe a thousand, 1500, something like that. Some of them are really low. Yeah. So should I get my hands on one? Uh, you know, those I think would be, cause I don't, I don't have too many chase figures. I have a few, but I don't have too many with an actual number on the box. I think if I were to get one, I would probably try and figure out how to get it graded or at least find a, see if I could find a, a case for it and seal it up and, you know, display it that way. 
I already know I'm going to have to ultimately get more shelving. And it's going to probably have to be mounted on the wall, which will be no fun. Because at the rate all these uh, Hasbro and retros fall over, I'm going to have to find a way to to ground them. Yeah, the bad part for you, though, is, you know, would be you living in an apartment. You can't really tear up tear up the walls right right so what i would do what you should do is try and find either like one of those glass cases or like shadow box get you a sh- well no, no no like a display case uh from like a store um if you can get a hold of one of those or find you a shelf where the bottom it's not sitting up on like four legs. It's more like uh, you know, solid all the way around, mm-hmm. and the bottom is wider than the top, so that the base is really sturdy, and then it, it shouldn't shake any. That's not a bad idea. Or or you could, um, you know, this would this would maybe take some tools if you got any, uh, you know, any manual. Uh, ability in your life. I'm not sure. Get you a shelf, right? A, a shelf. And again, make it so that it sits flat on the ground, not one that has legs. <clears throat> and then put it against the wall. Measure the little baseboard, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, take a saw and cut out. Uh, what you would need to cut out on the back portion so that it sits flush on the wall and then just get a, a L bracket to bracket, uh, put one bracket into the shelf and one into the wall and it ain't going nowhere. Cause I got several of those upstairs and them things have survived earthquakes and nothing falling off of them. Well, I mean, it's just the idea of making sure that things are, um, not falling down every time I just happen to walk past it in a rough manner. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> touch the yeah, the hard, fall over. yeah, the hard part's the carpet, right? So if it was like hardwood floor, it might sit a little bit better. But um, if I remember right, y'all have carpet, so mm-hmm. it doesn't. The shelves don't sit up too well on carpet. And again, if you have four legs, it's even worse. So you need to find one with actual like an actual base to it and that'll help some too but don't mind me i'm uh, you know i'm uh, you know i've been fooling with toys forever so i i'm a little versed in shelving (laughs) (laughs) and i should throw this out there (laughs) for those of you in toyland we're going to take a little little side note GIJoga.com is now back up and running. And what's very interesting about those is if you don't know, GI Joe is coming back out in, I believe it's six inch format. And they should start shipping on a wide scale here this month. I believe uh, some of the stores are starting to get their shipments in. But what's interesting about this GIJoe.com is they display about 30 figures, or not figures, but 30 characters. 
And the ones that they have made figures for look like the figures. And everybody else looks like cartoon, like, you know, out the comic book. So the thought process is, is as more waves start to come out, more of these figures are going to turn to what the figures look like. And this could be a very big run of G.I. Joe six inch. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Plus the three and three quarters are apparently coming back too, but I'm told, I haven't told the wife yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. She just, she just eyeballed me. Ha <laughs> 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 I'll make sure the couch is cleared off for you, buddy. I know it's a long trip. You bring your, you bring your COVID mask. We're good to go. What's the old saying? Oh, Doyle's rule. <laughs> Didn't they trip on a banana peel? Or hey, you shut your pile. A dual rule. But yeah, so, you know, again, so just for toy's sake. G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe's on the way back uh, also. And, uh, and uh, uh, there's one or two other retros that are going to start popping up too. Um, He-Man is coming back to Walmart. Yes. I'm not sure if it's exclusive, but they are the looks very original, but I think they have a bend in certain parts. So like the elbows, I think the elbows may bend. I could be wrong about that, but they look the same style, same shape as the original He-Man's, except again, I think they have bends in like certain joints. So uh, there's something else too. I forget though. I digress. We're here to talk wrestling. You can catch <laughs> us on air. Uh, new uh, toy and comic uh, show. You know, whenever we put it out. But you know, sooner or later we're going to have to do that. You know, we put that off way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do. But I, you know, I again, I was in my local comic store not too long ago, and I told a guy that I would probably. Um, start getting more comics from him, maybe even getting all my comics from him. And should that happen, then I would at least be up to date as far as like when they're released. Cause normally I get mine about two weeks later. Um, because I get mine shipped from New York, New York. City. Um, so, but should, should it happen? And I start getting them on a weekly, you know, we're pretty weekly, pretty regular. And then, yeah, we can sit down and talk comics. Not a problem. So I figured we would go ahead and talk a little bit about the the news that is broken this week. I guess you could say the latter part of this week. With the hashtag speaking out. Now... I want to be clear that as we as we go through this, we're not looking to dive into like some kind of a silly rabbit hole or some serious debate of questioning victims or placing blame. All right, we're going so to do you realize try to you, keep it as high level. You just took us down the rabbit hole. It is. It is to an extent. I get that. <laughs> 
So, so I guess what Stan is trying to say, we're going to touch on this subject and we're going to give you our opinions. However, we're not going to dwell on those opinions. Not dwell. Dwell's a, dwell's a, a, uh, we're going to give you our opinions, and opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. So hopefully we can do the do it a little justice, I guess, maybe, without yeah, you know, mean, jumping. Here, here's the thing. I know some of these fans that have come out with their stories, not personally, but, you know, as a fellow fan. Um, I've communicated back and forth with them for a period of time. I know who they are. I know what they do. Um, and we've seen some of these performers, whether it be live or on television. And I think the real harrowing part of this, the real sad part of this is, I think it's twofold. First off, that there's a, uh, an environment where someone would feel like they're not in a safe enough spot to, to actually come out with their, with what has happened. And then at the same time, there would be a an environment that would allow other people to disguise this stuff and to hide it. And so I just wanted to more touch on it from the perspective of I do hope that there is a systemic change that takes place that helps to truly out those that need to be outed. And also that we are, as a community, reminded that, hey – just because some Tom, Dick, or Harry, or Bob, Sue, or Sally says, for the record, you know, something happened here, doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Doesn't mean it's false, either. You have to be careful. Like, look what happened with Matt Riddle. Look, uh, well, Matt Riddle could or could not be somebody that is a adulterer. That's his unfortunate business, right? But the person that said what they said was then outed <laughs> through the same social media means stating that they were lying. Oh, it's such a slippery slope. It's so dangerous to do that. I understand the need to see things change and I'm okay with that part. I don't know anything about the inner workings of what they've dealt with. Cause of course I'm not them. If that makes sense. I'm just sitting more along the lines of, man, this is just a real, it's real uncomfortable yeah, but so time, if that makes sense. I thought Riddle has then come back out with more. So there's more evidence of adultery. Yes, um, that his wife apparently knew about, yeah, according yeah. to the story. Right, yeah, right. So. There's not yet. It could still happen, because God knows this weekend has been full of I've never read the kind of stuff that I've read this weekend. And some of this, I, I truly do feel bad for the women and the men that have been victimized in these ways. It's just mind blowing that this would happen. Even though I guess, you know, if it's under, if it's behind closed doors, how would we know? Right. Unless somebody were to be strong enough to, to come out and, and to talk about it. So I commend the strength and I commend the bravery. It's gotta be a scary thing to even consider talking about, especially publicly. You still I there? Just, yeah, I, I'm just thinking, oh. you know, 
I think that I'm just trying to word this right. I think that when it comes down to it, we are in a world or a position where mass hysteria happens pretty easily right now with COVID-19, with um, everything else that happens. You know, that is, it's just such a dangerous time that we have to be careful. So... Without playing devil's advocate here, is any time the appropriate time to come out with this? And by that, I mean, should it matter if COVID-19 or right. uh, protests for racial equality or... I mean, is is there a right time, or is it any time? No, it's never a right time. Right. I mean, it, it should be any time. It should be, no matter the time, whenever. Um, and I, I understand your, your point about the slippery slope, and we have to be careful. Um, however, this this should probably be an eye opener for a lot of people. And, you know, it, cause this is not the first time we've heard stuff like this. I mean, if you think about it, so, uh, if you go back to the early 1990s, which would probably be the first one I heard about, uh, I mean, there was the thing about Pat Patterson and, uh, you know, if you were the young guys trying to break in, uh, if I remember right, remember that one? Mm-hmm. And then you have Moolah, you have... Right, um, right. You, you know, know, by the way, I'm any, surprised no, more people didn't mention that over this past week. Well, it just goes to show you where, like, we have short attention spans, right? So, like... When, when it happened in the early 90s, we should have been making taking steps so that it doesn't happen again. But we didn't, or not we, but, you know, whoever had the ability to take those steps, they didn't do it. Uh, when it comes on about Moolah, right? And it's, it, it's not like the, NP, the people on the inside probably didn't know about it, probably hadn't heard about it. You know what I'm saying? They were probably aware of it. It should have been stopped. You know? So, again, as we keep moving this, this behavior, you know, it's not, I, I'm not going to say everybody takes part in it, mm-hmm. but you do have some bad apples. And instead of weeding the bad apples out, it's allowed to continue. It's, you know, behavior that people have overlooked or, turn a blind eye to whatever cliche you want to throw there. But now look at us, you know, we didn't learn from Nova pro. Right. right? And, very, very good. and there were, there were a few things that came out other places too. If I remember right, this, this is like, uh, speaking out part two or whatever you want to call it. Cause it, uh, when Nova pro happened, there were a few other people that came out. And, and spoke up, right? But it was quickly 
move past instead of taking the time to to deal with it. Uh, the thing with Enzo that, again, there was the allegation that turned out not to be an allegation, but, you know, again, it's behavior. It's for certain people, and it wasn't addressed. And now, flash forward to the past few days, and holy cow. I mean, have you seen the list of some of these guys? I think it's probably 30, 40 people long. And, uh, you know, now you're starting to see just how how big it truly is. And a lot of this should have been curtailed well before now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a... Now, but, you know, again, now that... Uh, but now that you know, now is the time to, to just put an end to it. Right, right. And that was that was how, and I'm glad that you kind of went down that same same road. That was how I looked at it, and how I still look at it. It's regardless of who you believe or don't believe, what you think or don't think. Right now, we are in the middle of probably one of the craziest times in our industry that I've ever witnessed. And as a fan, seeing this unfold in front of us is. Man, it's madness. <laughs> it's like literally, is there anything else that could possibly happen at this point? I almost feel weird saying that. I should find some wood and there we go. Knock on some wood there. Because geez, like I for guys like, you know, David Starr, Joey Ryan, Jim Cornette and Stacy Cornette. Stacey, yeah, Stacey Cornette, um, you know, among many, many others. These are people that at one point or another, you know, have, before this came out, done things that much like, I got to be careful here because I'm really not trying to pigeonhole them this way, but much like Benoit did when he was in the ring, you know what I mean? After the fact, it was a whole nother product. And then it became a thing where we're just going to, Hey, it's, it's gone. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's scary. I mean, I'm for me, if it were to be, because hopefully, hopefully something gets done on more of a grand scale, but you know, if it were to go to a court or a criminal something, then, you know, I guess we wouldn't have a choice. You know what I mean? I guess it's just a thought process, just kind of thinking it through. What's the end game, so to speak. Well, there there doesn't have to be an end game other right. than to for the behavior to stop. There it doesn't have to like end up in court. It could just be for the behavior to stop. Um, although, you know, some of this stuff I read just kind of leaves me shaking my head, and uh, some of it leaves me feeling sorry for people. And not sorry as in, um, you know, it's sympathy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel for these people for having to, having gone through this. Um, and then there, there are a few that just, that I've read that just don't really make sense to me. So, 
Some of them I don't think should be lumped into this category. Um, the ones that this happened to, that needs to be addressed. That behavior needs to be addressed for sure, though. I mean, these promoters, you know, they should be looked at by the athletic commissions, and the athletic commission should take their license. You know, they should be, you know, the wrestlers. If, if this is indeed what they did, you know, they shouldn't be wrestling anymore. They shouldn't be out in front of crowds. There shouldn't be interacting with fans mm-hmm. and the athletic commissions, you know, they, some of these, I mean, it may be time for them to step up and, and, and do what they're supposed to do. They're the ones in charge in certain states and licensing these people. I mean, at yeah. least here in Virginia. Yeah, I mean the 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 commissions. If I don't know, I don't understand how all of that operates. But I would agree with you that you know this sort of thing should have been resolved. Honestly, it should have been resolved a long time ago. When mm-hmm. the inkling came out about um, moolah and all of that, when that came out people that were involved but like we've seen with dark side of the ring and again we spent the first hour as a pylon i don't want to go back to it but with dark side of the ring we saw that there were some people in very high up positions that literally were paying whatever it took to cover up other situations well uh dare i say it but uh uh who was it that just killed herself ashley massaro that was yes and and what was her Issue wasn't an yeah. overseas trip where yep. yep it happened at a, at a uh, military base overseas in Saudi or Iraq and who knew about it supposedly All the, right people, so the WWE yep. and everybody else so you know it, it's it's a bad culture that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And no matter how painful it, it, it turns out to be, it has to be dealt with. And again, uh, uh, you know, if you're part of the problem, then you shouldn't be in this business. Right. And maybe this is what happens. Uh, All day O'Shea Edwards on Twitter said that this is a quote unquote extinction level kind of event. That happens in our business and maybe it is to an extent you know that removes those that should have been removed ages ago and you know like i said i don't want to point fingers either direction but maybe there are some that should have been gone a long time ago and maybe this is the unfortunate incident that happens where we all finally as fans as a community can look at it and go damn that was a really crappy time and i'm really glad to be at this level now if that makes sense. Well, I, you know, the key is if, if people are going to step up and deal with it. Yeah. Because if nobody deals with it, then it just continues to fester and grow. And, you know, and, and again, I'm sure there are hundreds, if not thousands of other incidents that are, will never be reported. Yeah, 
know. And that's that's the sad part of what what we're learning is that so many of these people have held on to this for years. Some of these stories that I've mm-hmm. read have dated all the way back to 2011, 2012, um, some even further mm-hmm. than that. And it's 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 alarming. But I, I am saying I hope that this comes off as a, in a way that's supportive. I am proud of those who would feel strong enough to share their message in a public fashion like this. I would caution them to make sure that they are trusting the right people only because you never know who's trying to take advantage. But in this situation, I guess that's, that's about all we can quote unquote say about that. So as we get to the closing moments here and get ready to close off, um, we've got, a lot more to come when it comes to AEW as they are headed towards All Out in September. But Fighter Fest is going to be taking place before that for free, July 1st and July 8th. Pay-per-view quality programming on TNT. Um, we've already seen matches get decided as far as who's going to face who. Um, Jake Hager appears to be the next in line for Cody in the TNT title. Uh, it appears, we don't know for sure yet, but it appears that they're working towards Chris Jericho and Mike Tyson. Um, John Moxley and Brian Cage has been confirmed. Um, can I just say, Brian Cage's debut, top notch. Top notch. Well done. And having Taz in his corner, perfect. Mm-hmm. Because Brian Cage doesn't really, when he talks, he doesn't come across as intimidating to me. Only when he speaks. Let me be clear, because he's a monster of a man. But have you, can you think of a time, maybe outside of Brock Lesnar when he debuted, of a guy that moves as fluidly as Brian Cage? Mm, I mean, there's, there's a few. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. It, it's it's hard to find a, a big guy like that. I mean, that's. I mean, if you look at Taz, right? So now, like, I don't know what AEW's done to Taz, but Taz looks like to be a brick wall now, right? He looks to be twice as big as I remember him <laughs> in ECW and the WWE. Uh, but Cage, I mean, literally makes Taz look small. And but for him to get out there and do what he does, yeah, you don't you don't see that every day. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. It's going to be an interesting couple of of weeks for AEW as far as how the program comes out. I'm curious if this will be if they take the title off of Mox against Cage. He got past Brody Lee, which I kind of expected, although I think we're going to see more of that down the road between the two. Maybe not for the title, but just overall. But Brian Cage comes in, wins the ladder match, which was actually really good. Um, and now it's like, wow, is this possibly what's headed towards, you know, is, is, is Brian Cage the next guy? Mm, I guess it's possible, but uh, I'd like to I'd like to see Mox a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he still has. To me, there's still Kenny Omega mm-hmm. floating around in the wings. I don't think they've 
actually officially put that one to bed yet. Well, and I think um, that, I think the Adam Page still has a claim to it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I could honestly see that Page and Omega uh, here probably really soon mm-hmm. uh, they will split. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. one goes one way, one goes the other. Uh, one leaves the elite because of it. And so then that starts the collision course down the road. Right. But one of them is going to collide with Mox first. Yeah. And walk away with the title. And then you will get the two of them meeting in the. But, you know, that, that'll be the, the the ultimate end game, I think, for them to. Mm-hmm. I think they've teased it, but I think it'll end with the the world title at, on, on the line. Yeah. So I could see Omega getting the mocks first, Omega walking away with the title, and then Paige coming to collect. Ooh, I'm cool with that. I'd still like to see that feud play out either way. So... Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, you know, hey, I a lot of different things to talk about this week. As we go forward, I'm certain in the next Sunday, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen next. But you can catch up with Brian on social media at STRCP21 on Twitter. And you can catch up with Rob at RDHUWP on Instagram and Rob Hefner on Facebook. Myself at Stan Grubb on Twitter, Facebook, and all points in between. And, of course, the website here, the show, C2CRadioShow.com and Corner to Corner at C2CRadioShow on Twitter, Corner to Corner Wrestling Group on Facebook. I want to thank everybody for listening. In the coming weeks, we've got some exciting things coming here. We may have some some collaboration. We may have an interview. We've got some things that I will be excited to announce once we firm up some dates and some plans. But, uh, Brian, and if you've got something else to add, this would be the time. Uh, next week we will cover the latest Pro Wrestling Crate from our good friends at Pro Wrestling Keys. <laughs> so we will, we will cover that. Pictures should be up this week, though, as That's soon right. as I get it. So... Screw you if you don't like spoilers. Wow. Eat a... Yeah, really. Eat a wiener. <laughs> that, that, well, literally. So that that's one reason why I don't I don't post pics no more. Is there were a few that... I mean, I was like, boo. You know, I was putting them out. I mean, I mm-hmm. was like first to put out pictures. And then I'd get hate mail. Stop spoiling it. Put your phone up. Don't even don't even look at social media. This is what we do. So yeah, my page, it didn't matter where I put it. My page, Link Program, they loved it. Got thumbs up, the hearts, the whole nine yards there. Ah, stop spoiling it. Shut up. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us this week. We'll see you next time right here on T2C Radio Show.com. Corner to corner. Signing off. Have a good night. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. 
one of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 